Imperial battleship, halt the flow of time. I cannot swim, you Spanish peacock. I'm not Spanish, I'm Egyptian. You five-star double-rated astronavigatrix. Uh, 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 what? Space herpy. Give me the remote control. Good heavens, General, that sounds like a woman. Impossible! Welcome, listener, to Star Crashed. We discuss genre movies released before the year 2000. In this episode, we'll discuss Gandahar from 1980. My name is Ebba. And my name is Linnea. So, Linnea, uh, what words would you use to describe this movie, apart from animated and avatar? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I would say, I would describe it as retro science fiction book covers come to the movie screen. (laughs) Brilliant. Yes. Oh my god. Or maybe maybe like like a prog rock album cover come to life like yes or something yes. you know that style spot on spot on <laughs> i do not know yes but i i i know exactly the kind of art that you're yeah. talking about so yeah. i am i am behind you on this um yeah that is that is a perfect description because that is pretty pretty much what this is it is uh fantasy mixed with uh, science fiction mixed with some trippy acid stuff mm-hmm. uh, with a nice set of uh, colors put on top of that and it, it's it's very beautiful i'll uh, put that out there immediately it's really uh it's a really pretty movie and uh, the um, the um imagery i really enjoyed yes for yes. sure um so you know getting into um some small facts about like like i mentioned it's from 87 well i believe i mentioned it at least uh it's from 1987 and it's french Mm-hmm. Uh, and there is a version in English, I believe you watched that one. Yes. With different music as well. Yes. Possibly. Slightly maybe. slightly different music. I think some pieces are the same in both versions, but some pieces have been switched out for others. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the version that I, 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 I watched the French version and the music in that one was kind of like a uh, future flute. That's how I'd explain it. <laughs> uh, so do you have any other facts? Because I know that you looked this up a little bit more than I did. Uh, well, it is based on a science fiction book. Um, um, apologies that I don't remember the name of the author. Um, to my knowledge, it has not been translated in- into English, but though I might be wrong mm. on that. But it is based on, on a, a French book. Cool. And it is uh, directed by a guy named René Laloux. And he has... He's quite famous, I think, as an animator, though most of what he did was short films. But he did three feature-length films, films out of which Gandahar is one. But the most famous is probably The Fantastic Planets, which uh, sometimes pop up on, like, oh, 100 science fiction movies you must see before you die kind of lists. Oh. Uh, <laughs> well, it doesn't ring a bell in in my head. Yeah, to be honest. yeah, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I'll you know next time I hear hear it, I'll. Uh, yeah, I'll I have that. seen the Fantastic Planet. I have it on DVD, so I'm mm. I'm familiar with that one. And then the third uh, feature length animated film that he did was called Time Masters, and that is not a movie I've seen, but it is a movie that 
we have considered previously yes. for the podcast. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, we brought it up a few times, I think, but yeah. we haven't actually dived in and watched it. But after, you know, especially after watching this one, I'd be really interested in watching that. And mm -hmm. also Fantastic Planet, because this uh, movie, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. So I would be very interested in watching the other two as well. I think we so should. we can have yeah. <laughs> the holy triangle of French weird animated <laughs> movies. I'd be into that. Yeah, same, same. So do you know, like, uh, was he mostly active in the 80s or like what's he done uh, no, after I think, Gandahar? Let's yeah, say. I, I think Gandahar was his last mm. uh, big project anyway, uh, to my knowledge. So he hasn't really done anything since. Um, uh, and, and like I said, Fantastic Planet is his most well-known work. So it's one that most people will be mm. aware of. And that one was... Mm. Uh, I think still 80s, but like early 80s, ah. um, that, that one was made. But um, yeah, so that's sort of like the groundwork, uh, the factual groundwork. <laughs> yeah. But um, the story, mm, how to explain it? Well, I did, I did kind of call it like animated avatar in the beginning. Uh, and that's because like the introduction to to the to the world and the world building is basically like very peaceful creatures, humanoid looking creatures living in harmony with the, the uh, nature. And it's a kind of trippy nature, like you have slugs being born out of trees and little rodent thingies that are actually dogs. And it's just very like the kind of things that you would dream up and then make it even weirder in your head and then you put it on 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 uh, on paper and mm -hmm. uh but it it looks really like it lo looks really lived in the world like it doesn't look like whoa look we're being so wild and crazy oh my god we're gonna shit all over your face with all this crazy stuff we're coming up with it's it's toned down it's toned down while still being very um imaginative imaginative I'm, I'm, I'm not sure what i'm looking for but like very it's still grand and fantastic and weird yeah. but it's toned down it's not like in your face look at the weird shit here um, no no it, it's, it's a world that is very rich when it comes to flora yeah. and fauna but it's also a world that is rich on like the cultures we don't really mm. see we don't look closely at different cultures that the different people have in the movie but we see a little pieces of them yeah, all the time and it's yeah. yeah and it's really fascinating and really interesting and it feels coherent in mm. in what it is you know you don't there's not, nothing that you look at and you think this feels out of place because everything feels like it fits into this yeah. world and the vision that the creators had for this world yeah and also uh, like you say that you get sort of glimpses of the culture uh, and i also feel like you get glimpses of the history not everything mm -hmm. is spelled out to you you sort of have to imagine because these peaceful creatures weren't always living like this uh, in tune with nature and everything like that they did have a different time where they um, had experiments and and sort of lived um, had different ideals let's say mm -hmm. and they sort of just hint at that so they make you fill in the blanks yourself and I think that is uh that's nice instead of having like a montage and a timeline like hey, this is us before and this is thousands of years in the past and this is the future <laughs> oh my god and this is where the 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 antagonist was created and you know they don't do that they do mm -hmm. spell spell out more things than i think they need to actually mm -hmm. they do 
talk a lot where they don't need to. But but in some regards, they do sort of let the audience do some of the work um, itself. And I, I appreciate that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and I did, um, like I said, I saw the, the English dub and just because I felt like watching the English dub, there was no real decision <laughs> behind that. But I did have a look through the French version as well, which was the one that you watched. Mm. Um, and I got the impression that the dialogue for the two versions were kind of, you know, the English version was well translated for that part. Mm. But I, f- I felt in a few instances that the, the English version probably had added <laughs> a few things. Oh. Like uh, the main character, he has like these monologues or, or more like narration that is added over f- a few scenes where he's traveling and he sort of says that oh and then you know i was afraid of blah 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 when i was traveling this way and i'm just like that's not needed oh, you know i i could yeah. i could kind of tell in the english version that oh you know that this was probably added <laughs> you know it wasn't oh, a huge problem but 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 i could kind of tell that you know the french wouldn't do it this way because the french in my experience like a little bit of like Silence. Quiet. Yeah. yeah. Peace just and like, quiet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just just sit and think here for a while. Just relax. Look at the scenery. Mm-hmm. We're gonna talk later. <laughs> so mm-hmm. That sort of thing. Yeah, because I really appreciated like the chance to get well, this movie isn't like action packed or anything, but there is there is some intense scenes and things like that. So it was really nice to just sort of ah oh, look at them traveling for twenty seconds here. Just look. Silence, mm-hmm. just future flute and and nothing, just enjoy it, uh, and I really appreciated that. Um, so it's interesting to hear that they sort of filled that silence. With, well, not all silence, but a little bit of silence with the, mm-hmm. with the English um, um, voice over them. But um, yeah, anything and they else also, that you? Yeah, yeah, like like we touched upon earlier, they also changed the music for the English version. I believe some, like, the, uh, there's a piece of music in the beginning of the film. I believe that one is the same for both versions. But later on, mm. the English version has a different soundtrack. And it's more... It, it's a little bit... Based on what I saw of the French version, the, the English music was a little bit... Um, it's sort of like dungeon synth music. I don't know if you're familiar with that. No. but. It's, it's a kind of music that I personally actually really like. It's like instrumental music and it's often used for role-playing game soundtracks. Um, you know, and, and there's, you know, whole YouTube channels dedicated to that kind of music. So I, I actually really liked the English music, <laughs> but I kind of feel like that's an unpopular opinion because I kind of feel like most people probably won't. I think a lot of people will probably experience that music as a little bit too electronic and maybe a little bit too intense and energetic because I kind of feel like the French would probably have had a more um, classical, quieter mm. soundtrack. So, you know, it, it's some somewhat up to taste. And I think I actually prefer the English one, but that's that's probably because I, I, I'm used to listening to, <laughs> to that kind of music, so I kind of <laughs> felt at home with it. I was just like, yeah, I dig this. <laughs> I, I have to look up what this dungeon music is. I'm trying <laughs> Dun- to find something here that would fit. Generic dungeon D&D ambience, would that be? Uh, it's it's, du- it's dungeon synth. So oh, it's, son- dungeon yeah. synth, sorry. So it, it's it's like synth wave, except slightly more okay. 
I should say fantasy ambient. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's kind of cozy. I mean, I don't know if what I'm listening to right now is representative <laughs> of it, but this was kind of cozy. And it kind of feels like it's a segment in a game or something. So that was, yeah, I can yeah, I can see yeah. the appeal, definitely. Um, uh, I mean, I, I didn't, like I said, I didn't watch the whole French ver- version, so I can't really express my opinion on the complete French soundtrack. But I did enjoy the English can't? one. <laughs> no, I'm offended. Oh my god, I just no- noticed that my can't made a huge mountain in uh, in the in the recording here. But okay, I'll deal with that in editing. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, but there was one scene, and we haven't since we haven't really got into the details yet. But there yeah, is one yeah. scene when the main character encounters these people or, or who is saved by these people who yeah. sort of lives out in the desert and in the English version the music there is sort of it's very sort of hypnotic and it, it felt like oh this fits with this mysterious desolate landscape that it surrounds mm. them mm. while the piece that I listened to in the French was sort of a little bit more happier or, or not not it's not happy per se but but just a little bit more um not maybe not quite as brooding or brooding is a good word mm. yes not yeah. quite as brooding as as the english version is mm. so you know mm. it yeah it, it's up to taste i think yeah some some small differences made yeah um not surprising though like if you if you know maybe the market that you're trying to put a piece of art in you might want to be like well we want the, the core and 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 most of it to be the same but we just want it to be altered slightly so that people will enjoy it from their sort of what they're sort of used to so I don't find it necessarily wrong that they did some changes uh, I mean we um, last episode we talked about rock and rule and how they changed out a voice even like a voice actor mm-hmm. even so I mean it happens yeah yeah but like you said we didn't we haven't really gotten into the story yet but um Oh boy, let's unpack this. Okay, so, <laughs> well, I mean, it's it it is fairly simple, really, but it's just there's a lot of weird things. So I don't know if I'm quite gonna get this across. But um, okay, so we have these peaceful, peaceful, lovely, nature-loving people, and uh, some sort of weird energy beam is suddenly turning people into stone. Uh, people are screaming and and turned into stone, and the leaders they can't figure out what's happening. They don't know. Uh, why they're being attacked, what's attacking them, what the attackers want, uh, what what are their possible weaknesses. Uh, they haven't even had a war for millennia, as far as I could tell. So they are not prepared for, for um, hostility, basically. Mm. So they sent out their greatest agent called Sylvain. And he is uh, going to take part of a journey on his own to find out who is the enemy, what do they want, and how can we uh, counteract their their violence or, or their attacks, basically. Mm. So he sets out to do that, and he rather quickly falls off his airplane. Um, I'm going to call it an airplane, <laughs> but it's more like a bird fish thing uh, yeah. with eyes <laughs> on top. Well, we, anyways, you get the picture. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stuff attacks him and he ends up on in the desert and uh, some uh, strange looking fellows uh, crawl out of the dirt and they take him to their 
underground kingdom of misfits. They all look rather, uh, I'd say intriguing. I mean, they have arms where their feet should be and eyes where their armpits should be. I mean, <laughs> yeah. think of a combination of limbs and they have it in the movie. It's terrific. But it's actually a rather sad story behind mm. these creatures because they were the same as the the sort of regular Gandahars that basically look like gray purple humans. Um, but they, because of genetic mutations and, and weird stuff that they wanted to do, they turned into uh, mutants and they are just sort of every generation gets worse, basically. Mm. Uh, but they do have some sort of special powers that will come into play later. Um, but they help him go to where they know that the metal men were the last. I believe that's how, how they put it. And um, Sylvain, even though he's the top agent uh, so far, well, he's not about to show off his prowess yet because what he does when he sees a bunch of black, intimidating, red-eyed uh, robots, basically, what he does is storm in in front of them and starts shooting with his tiny gun. He's not brilliant, this man, <laughs> so far. <laughs> so what happens True. when you do that? An army of, of metal men, like they, like, um, that they call them. Uh, well, you get captured. And when he's captured, he meets his uh, future love interest, Ariel. They fall in love instantly and sort of go on the journey together to find out wh where the metal men come from. And they see that the metal men are carrying these um, sort of um, stone, not, you wouldn't say stoned, what would you say, Fro frozen? They were turned to stone, but saying that, that they are stoned would imply that they are high <laughs> off, off their, no. Anyways, these people that are turned to stone, they are sort of brought into a, a red door in the middle of nowhere. And when they come out again, they look like metal men. So they are sort of, oh my God. Gandaharians are turned into metal men. So they go to the source by sort of sneaking onto a boat that is going to the, oh, what did they call it in, in the subtitle? I can't remember. The protector? Protector? Do you remember what they call the, the sort of the, the evil bad man? Uh, in the, in, yeah, in the, in the English, English dub, they call him Metamorphis. Yeah, but okay, yeah, but they had a different name before that. But okay, uh, let's I call it Metamorphis. Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. but we'll go with that. So they they um, go to sort of an island in the middle of nowhere that is essentially the tip of a enormous dick. And <laughs> it really is that. I am not being, you know, talking in, 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 in voices or anything. That is what it looks like. Yes. It's a giant dick in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> But we find out after they sort of sneak sneak their way into this weird little island thing that it's an enormous brain that has sort of been cultured over over a long time from a science project by the Gandaharians and uh, and uh, well hmm, how do I explain this in a shorter way? They sort of go back to their leaders, tell them what's up. And then they sort of get attacked again by the metal men. 
and Sylvain goes again back to Metamorphis, who wasn't necessarily evil. He just sort of, I don't know where the metal men are coming from. But then he tells them, well, or he tells Sylvain that um, the metal men are actually coming from the future. And they are not Gandaharians that are turned to metal men. Mm-hmm. Metal men are something else. So you, Sylvain, he's pointing at Sylvain with his brain finger. <laughs> you need to be turned to carbonite in, t- in the ocean for a thousand years. <laughs> because you need to go to the future. It's a future war happening in our present future past time. <laughs> So you deal with future me, and that way past us, present us can be happy. Just remember to go through the door, the door that turned, well, not turned, but the door that um, that they sort of, um, the, the captors were, um, or the prisoners, I should say, that the prisoners were brought through. The mm-hmm. door of time, I believe it was called. Yeah. Uh, and, you know... The fastest way to say this would be that uh, Sylvain is successful in his mission. He uh, meets up with the mutant people and they help him out greatly, I must add. Mm-hmm. And he comes back to the past and is... Um, to the you present. Know. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. yeah, the past... In the... Oh, this, <laughs> is, this is why I hate and absolutely love time travel things. Time travel is honestly one of my favorite things ever. But uh, anyways... Uh, <laughs> He goes back to the past present and everything is rejoice. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Um, I you know, it's a it's a time travel movie with moral dilemmas and sort of like past past sins biting you in the ass, both now and in the future. I'm speaking, of, of course, about Metamorphis, who was the sort of science project mm-hmm. uh, by the Gandaharians in the past. And they sort of just dumped him in the ocean and were like, bye. And then he uh, yeah. hatched yeah. a plan to <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to not necessarily get revenge. He just wanted to live for a really long time and have smooth skin, uh, yeah. which we all can all relate to, I guess. <laughs> so, you know. But I, I do think it's interesting that Metamorphis, you know, at, at the present time quote-unquote uh mm. when sylvan and he meets for the first time he's not evil at that point no or no. not no no good no no evil yeah, you know he he average. cares for them yeah he cares for them get the he doesn't necessarily yeah. want to see them die but he also knows that these metal men are actually a part of him so he yeah. can't hurt them so what does he do well he takes sylvain he puts him in a like a st- stasis and he says in a thousand years you'll have to kill me and Sylvain does and it's you know it's it's a neat solution to everything because I I mean yeah because (laughs) he says like I don't want to die now but I see that I'm an absolute nuisance an asshole Mm -hmm. in the future so please kill me then and I'm also weak by then so you'll you won't have a hard time killing me then but I will put up a fight now that's basically what he says like I will put up a fight now and you will not succeed because I will kill you but a thousand years from now you go ahead uh, yeah. So yeah, it is a neat solution, and um, and and oh, we also yeah. didn't me- mention, but this whole thing with the time travel was sort of foreshadowed by yes. the mutant people. Yes, uh, I don't. Love that. I don't yeah. know if you've written down the exact wording of, of oh, their no, prophecy. No. no, but it was no, something. For, it, unfortunately, I don't. I I'm paraphrasing slightly here, but it was something like 
a thousand years ago or or no wait a thousand years ago no a thousand years into the future Gandahar will be destroyed a thousand years ago Gand no 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 <laughs> let, let me get this let me get this because listen the, closely listen this is the sound it's of very important. brain melting <laughs> It's very important how it's phrased. <laughs> yes, it's, it is very important. I agree with you, but I can't help you. <laughs> You're on your own. A thousand years <laughs> into the future, Gandahar was destroyed. A thousand years ago, Gandahar will be saved. I yes. think that's pretty much it. Yeah, you know yeah. what? That sounds that sounds actually precisely how it was. I think, um, yeah, I think that was almost exactly yeah, how it was. Yes, yes. Yeah, and it's true. That's exactly uh, what what's taking place in the movie so yeah it is um um did we mention why the the um gandaharians were taking into were taken into the future by the metal men i don't think we did uh, no, no no um i mean it's not yeah it's not really that important but it's essentially he needs to renew his cells so he constantly need Fresh, fresh, <laughs> fresh, fresh meat <laughs> <laughs> to add yes. to him to himself. So that's essentially it is because at his in his point of time, it's just metal men all over the place. So yeah, yeah, like the whole planet is sort of just flattened, and everything is like we go from this really organic f- shapes and forms to really rounded and harsh. But rounded so- doesn't sound harsh. But like really, like if you if you put refrigerators with brushed metal all over the planet that's basically what the future looks like mm-hmm. uh, not great unless you're a minimalist and you absolutely love brushed metal that's the <laughs> only one who would be comfortable in that environment <laughs> true uh, yeah you mentioned that it looks like a um, and also like plot wise that it looks like a book from the science fiction book from the 60s or 70s uh, it just really, really feels like that. When it comes to the story and just everything, it definitely feels like that. And I, I think that's why I enjoyed it. It's not, I mean, it's been a while since I read um, a science fiction book from that era, especially like the sort of weird, not, not not weird, but the sort of what you have, the cultures, and you have to do a lot of filling in the blanks and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was sort of nice to go into that kind of storytelling I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I really um, enjoyed it. I just looked up the book here on Wikipedia. Mm. It was released in 1969 mm, uh, yeah, by, like uh, yeah, by Jean-Pierre Andrevon. And it was called Les Hommes Machines contre Gandahar, uh, which means the machine men versus Gandahar. That's not as good of a title as just Gandahar is, to be true, honest. True, true. Uh, wise decision to not use the complete <laughs> title there, but yeah. <laughs> Gandahar, just, just on its own, Gandahar is sort of you see that and you're like, what is Gandahar? You know, it's, yeah. it's intriguing. Definitely. While Machine Man versus Gandahar. So no, like, oh, that okay, sounds I, like I, a Doctor yeah, Who episode. <laughs> you know, a good Doctor Who episode. But, yeah. True. Yeah, yeah, it kind of does, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but I will say, it is rather forgettable. Um, I had to like look up our list of what we were watching before I turned on YouTube and like... <laughs> because I was like it, it's something but I cannot remember the name and I've seen it several times like I was even the one suggesting it for the podcast I believe so 
so it's not easy to to remember. So listener, write it down if you have the memory of a goldfish <laughs> like myself. Write it down. Yeah. Um, hmm, I'm thinking if there's anything like plot wise that I want to talk about a little bit more. Um, well, you know, um, more 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 when it comes to characters, I do feel like Ariel wasn't very useful. Like she didn't do a lot, and she like immediately clung to Sylvain. Mm. Um, so that's my only like. Uh, uh. Other than yeah, love interest, yeah. what did she really do? But then, what did any of them really do? I mean, the the characters mm, are. Fair kind of thin except for sylvan and metamorphis it's just, there aren't really any characters there are no. support supporters for sylvan but yeah you know they don't they aren't really that much more and honestly i didn't have a problem with that i thought it was fine because there's so much else in the movie that i was just drooling over and loving and yes you know it's the whole it's this hypnotic psychedelic experience you know yeah. you're just sitting there and taking it all in and you don't necessarily care that maybe the characters aren't the most well developed because it, it's an acid trip so they don't have to be <laughs> <laughs> exactly no no i agree with you it's not necessary it's just if i were to complain about something that's yeah, really the yeah. only thing i can yeah. think of um other than that i mean it's it, i it just no, it was great yeah. and it's it was never boring for me at least I no. enjoyed all of it and there was something fun to look at at every scene and just some really cool creativity going on and I just really enjoyed that so mm-hmm. uh, thoroughly recommend to watching Gandahar yeah I loved it I, yeah. I watched this and I felt like oh, this is my kind of film yeah, um, because same. i'm yeah i'm the kind of when in our role-playing game group you know when the others are sort of ex- suggesting oh we should play like a hard sci-fi game you know it's sort of <laughs> realistic except it has you know spaceships and i'm just like i want rainbow colored deserts can i have that please <laughs> yes and i want sparkly capes okay yeah <laughs> Yes, I so. agree with you. I wanted to look like this as well. It's yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. Uh, so that's why I definitely think that we should write up the the uh, other movie that he's made as well. Yeah, uh, Fantastic Planet that you had watched before, but yeah. still. But uh, yeah, um, anything else before we get into our usual things? Um, I think I just I I, I think we covered most. I just want to sort of get back to the animation a little bit because yes, the animation um not not necessarily I'm talking about the designs themselves but like the way it's the animated actual, it's, yeah. it's very it's very sort of slow and almost slow yeah. motion yeah. in the movements and I think for some films that could have been sort of jarring because it's yeah. you know it's slow but I think for this it really helps elevate the atmosphere that I think they're Agreed. after that it is sort of hypnotic and it yeah. is sort of weird and surreal and everything and i think that really you know it, it bound the whole thing together and just made it look ah ah it looked perfect yeah because <laughs> because also um these characters i mean the way that they live is a slow life 
Yeah. So yeah. it would make sense to sort of have the animation sort of reflect that as well and not having it be jarring in the movie, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, to, so to speak. So, yeah, I agree with you. It, um, yeah, it's, it's very beautiful in, in general. Um, so from that then to... Um, hmm... Which one should I pick? Which one should I torture you with? <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. I want to go into favorite film quote if you're feeling up to it. Uh. <laughs> well, you sort of had a quote earlier, actually. Yeah, so, yeah, you know. yeah. Uh, uh, even though I, I haven't the exact quote wrote, written down, but, you know, the prophecy that um, the, the mutants yeah. uh, were speaking, that I, I did really like that because it was so... Um, you know, the phrasing of it was so well thought out, mm-hmm. and it also fit with the mutants sort of having their own, not language, but their own way of speaking because yeah, way of thought, they, yeah. yeah, they they felt so because they were sort of exiled and they were, you know, had so many problems. They didn't really feel like, oh, you know, our present is not very good, so we don't speak in present terms. We speak yeah. in past and future terms so they they use the expression like has will be uh, instead of are or is or or something like that and I thought that whole thing was was really beautiful and Mm. and a nice you know it's a small kind of world building but a nice one Mm. and I really dig it yeah because it gives you hints of what else might be happening in that culture and it's just really nice they were maybe my favorite parts when it comes to the world building side mm-hmm. um the transformed i think they were actually called um yeah anyways no. uh so my favorite quote is a kind of a short one i don't think that it's kind of like original to this movie but uh, i think it was kind of fitting considering uh, the way that Metam- Metamorphis was acting like a god uh, and that is sylvan telling ariel that God's rarely answers when she is wondering why, um, well, sort of wondering why the metal men are asking him, the, the um, their sort of overlord to do something because mm-hmm. the overlord doesn't answer. Metamorphosis isn't answering these metal men. They are sort of acting on their own behalf. Mm. Uh, so Sylvan says, God's rarely answers. And I just sort of like that. Yeah. It yeah. fitted this story. Definitely, definitely. Um, so moving on to Bang Bond Blast. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, animated edition. <laughs> so the selection that you have is Sylvain, Ariel, and hmm, the Queen. I don't know her name, actually. But the queen, and that is the mm. leader of the sort of normal <laughs> G- uh, Gandaharians. And she, just to paint you a picture, um, she had amazing f- yeah. ears, like f- f- wings on her head and mm-hmm. cool outfits. So that's why I picked her. She's the one that's featured on like the movie poster. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah. I think her name was Ambisextra. Yes, yes, uh, that's it. Yeah, yeah. So, so. yeah. <sighs> That's actually really tricky because I yeah. loved her ears. They were so cool looking. Yeah. And none um, of these are bad people as well. So you no. can't just, you know, <laughs> automatically blast someone. You have to actually think about it. Yeah. Oh. 
Okay, well, mm, I think we're gonna have to blast Ariel because, like you said earlier, she mm. was kind of she was just not very interesting. You know, we didn't really learn much about her. Um, I'm sure she was a nice lady, but her motivation throughout the whole thing seems to just be oh, so them. And I'm just like, yeah, 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 yeah. so so I guess I'm blasting her. As for the other two, that's really Tricky. hard, actually. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, oh, good people, both of them. Um, I actually think I will, uh, I will bond and be sex because my goodness, those ears. Yeah. God damn it. Well, you're gonna have to fight <laughs> me over her then, because you're you're picking the exact same way that I'm going to. So. <laughs> strap on to your flying birdfish because we'll be meeting in heaven and fighting it off so. <laughs> yeah so yeah and then of course uh, banging Sylvain he was handsome but I'm not sure I could live with him I don't think we are good fits in that, in that way yeah there's nothing wrong with Sylvain definitely They like all three of these are uh, shallow and, and but yet good <laughs> characters you know yeah Uh, And they are also mm, good-looking people. Beautiful. Beautiful characters. So, um, yeah, I'm doing the exact same thing. So original. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, great minds think alike. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) And I mean, we already have, uh, I think, decided to fight it out uh, for... um, Tila in He-Man in the He-Man movie. So I mean, we already have a fight. Yeah, and I, I, I'm 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 sure we've done that several times actually. Yeah, so we'll yeah. just have to like thunderdome that shit one day and just <laughs> just decide on who gets the harem or or not. You know, uh, <laughs> another day. <laughs> so yeah, um, rounding this off with a few more than. But uh, I would like you to argue why you think that this should win a Gordon. And a Gordon is, of course, our version of the Oscars. Uh, and equally more so valid than the Oscars, <laughs> let's be honest. Um, I think, I mean, mm, this is really hard because I love this film. I, you, you know what? You know what? I'm going to make it easy for myself. I'm going to oh. give a, a, a Gordon to the whole film. But you know what? Sometimes the easy way is the right way. Yeah, yeah. So I don't, I don't think I can pick something specific here. I just, you know, the whole film. I want to give it to the whole film. God damn it! Can I just like <laughs> leech onto that because that's just what I want to do too. I feel like. Yeah. Um, but if I'm gonna just try to. Oh, there's so much. Like I can't, can't it decide? Okay. I have something. I want to give it to the vision of this movie. Because some somewhere I feel like there was a person or a few people with a vision of a world and a story. And they definitely made it happen on screen. So I want to give it to the vision. Yeah. I am yeah. being equally general and loving <laughs> of this movie. So why not? It, it deserves it. <laughs> yes. It, really it was does. great. <laughs> Well, that leads us to double feature. And that is if we have something that would go well, like cheese and biscuits together 
with this movie. I'm not telling you to like recommend a cheese or biscuit. I'm telling you to recommend (laughs) some sort of media. I felt that I was a bit like, yeah, (laughs) a bit vague there. I'm talking about a media that you think would go well with Gandahar for a nice little double feature. Well, I mean, obviously the two other films done by the same director, I think are good picks, you know, Time Masses and Fantastic Planets. Um, I haven't seen Time Masses myself, but judging from the pictures I've seen from it, you know, it's very much the same style, the same sort of psychedelic landscape. So I think uh, that's a good pick. Um, But going to another part of the world, I would also suggest um, Hayao Miyazaki's Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind. Uh, if you haven't mm. seen that one, that is also a sort of future weird landscape with like giant yeah, bugs and pick. weird creatures. Mm. And um, the, the plot wise, they're not really the same, but they have this strange fauna and flora that our characters are interacting with. And that's a sort of a big part of the world. And I think yeah. visually the two go very well together. Yeah, that's one where you're sucked into the world and it just mm-hmm. feels uh, like it just feels lived in and, and fantastical. Yeah, good yeah. pick. Yeah. Mm. Um, I would also suggest, and this is not a movie, this is actually an artist, uh, a French uh, painter or, or comic book artist that is called Möbius. He's rather famous. He did a lot of drawings for like the heavy metal magazine and everything. And he mm-hmm. has, he draws paintings or drawings in the same style as this so just google his his images and you 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 sort of oh. you're covered <laughs> you get you get this kind of thing Fun. Um, i like that an art suggestion yeah, yeah. awesome uh, i would also suggest looking up some prog rock as we mentioned earlier you know the prog rock album covers are sort mm-hmm. of the same style as this uh, like a yes album or maybe something by um Jiraiya heap uh, like mm. they they have a few songs that I think think fit really well with this and this uh, return to fantasy, rainbow demon and uh, lady in black. Those are well, yeah. They sound like they could be taken from the movie. Lady in black. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, th- those are like my favorite tracks with your eye heap. So I think they're great and I think they fit with this. Um, and and also continuing on that, you know, we were talking about earlier, you know role-playing games and Mm. there is one that is coming out soon in its finished form it hasn't been Mm. released at the point of recording this but there is like a draft version available that was published for the kickstarter and this is a Mm. tabletop role-playing game called ultraviolet grasslands cool name yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah and it's kind of exactly what it sounds like which is sort of inspired by french weird animations and prog rock music so you know (laughs) oh wow awesome i mean i'm not a role-playing person but that sounds awesome Mm. it sounds like i'm i'm really excited for that i want to buy it as soon as it comes out yeah you know your friends are gonna be like yeah can we can we have this hard sci-fi where it's basically boring as uh, modern world but with spaceships Mm -hmm. you'll be like no i want ultraviolet violet grasslands please yes because it's so pretty (laughs) <laughs> and fantastical awesome cool suggestions i feel i feel like you you like you know you took the whole spectra of things that you could suggest oh, here actually, and you just yeah, killed actually, it yeah actually i have one more that Do i forgot it. about awesome a video game oh and i think it's by a, a french video game designer i don't remember his name but it's called another world 
or in North America, it's, I believe it's called Out of This World. I have it. I haven't finished it, but I, I played parts that. of it, and it's really weird. It, it's a bit older now, um, and the animations are, you know, they, some some parts of it hasn't aged that well, but like the style and the world of it is surreal in the same way that I think um, Gandahar is. So I think that's that's a nice fit also. Yeah, yeah. I think I've seen like a few clips from this because it's mm. it's rather pretty and unique. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So now I have, I have another to. category covered for the recommendations video games uh so you know maybe it's it's uh, good then because you had quite a, a few suggestions and they also span the spectra and i think that's awesome great suggestions uh, but i only have one so that might be a good thing then <laughs> uh, uh, but i i was just thinking of a book that i read um recently that's from 1969 and it's it's in that sort of genre where you have an author sort of exploring uh, many, many years into the into the future and uh, what sort of cultures and people and way of life can we explore and and uh, and sort of, um, um, you know, mingle with in the future. Mm -hmm. uh, and that is um, the classic Left Hand of Darkness by oh. Ursula mm -hmm. K. Le Guin. Yeah, and even though I wouldn't say that, that like it was a five out of five for me, it was more like a three out of five. Mm -hmm. uh, I would still recommend it because it's just one of those where it really, it really explores ways that culture and religion and gender can sort of, you know, go about, and also how might a a peaceful like if, if humans were peaceful peaceful and they wanted to explore other worlds and sort of have them go go together in a sort of star trek um organization you know where mm -hmm. you have where yeah. you have the big big overlapping a big umbrella with my, many worlds underneath um and it sort of sort of talks about first contact in that sort of way so cool. it's it's cool in that sense but like I said, it wasn't like an instant favorite or anything, but I still really enjoyed it. So, mm -hmm. yeah. It's really it. famous. It's really, yeah, really yeah, famous. So. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, absolutely. For, for a reason. I mean, it's well-deserved. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. So that's my suggestion. So then finally we come to if you think that this should be remade in 2020. And I think I know the answer, but I'm going to ask you anyways. <laughs> <laughs> um, if it's done... In the same way that Valerian was adapted, then no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, but if it's given to someone who understands this vision of the movie mm. and and can so, sort of modernize it and and maybe update it to you know CGI landscape, I yeah maybe maybe uh, yeah I mean I I do want more of this type of fantasy mm. science fiction movie today. Um, there hasn't really been any that has scratched that itch for me the same mm. way that this one does. I mean, some of them are, are touching upon that, you know? I, I mean, a movie like Guardians of the Galaxy, which is really colorful, <gasps> that one sort of touches a little bit on that. But mm. I think you can take Guardians of the Galaxy and make it many, many more times psychedelic and you can have yeah. an awesome film. And I want yeah. that. So, 
So, yeah. so yes, with a but. Yeah, <laughs> no, no I, get, don't, I, get, don't, I get you. Don't yeah. do like Valerian did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sort of going in the same route because I, I don't think that it should be remade. I think like this is a very specific sort of project that they made happen. Uh, mm. But I will say like being inspired by the story and the art and sort of also the pacing, um, I... Mm. Definitely enjoy it if it was sort of like an interactive game, uh, mm. a video game. Mm. I would, mm. I would definitely be into that. And maybe in in sort of that um, media, you could also maybe work on character characters a bit more, and sort of in that way amp up the stakes a bit, and have uh, have it be a bit more fleshed out, and sort of finding out the story without being maybe told as much sort of observing and sort of picking up snippets in your own time and sort of slowly building up the puzzle so for me I think that there is if you could have like have heavy inspiration from this but maybe not telling the exact same story Mm -hmm. uh, and just sort of have been a game I would buy it Mm. (laughs) and I would play the shit out of that so yeah, um, I think that's it. I think we have rounded up our usual questions here, and yeah, is there yeah, anything yeah. like any last words before I kill you? I mean, before we end this episode, <laughs> uh, watch the film. Yeah. It's really all I can say. It was awesome. Um, you know, we we found it on YouTube. Uh, I. I believe it's available on DVD, at least here in Europe. So, you know, you have no excuse but to go out and find it. Yeah, and I mean, there are two versions available and the quality is perfectly fine. Go watch it while it's free. And it, well, I mean, honestly, it probably will be for for a while. But, you know, go Mm. watch it. Yeah, deal with that. Mm -hmm. So, listener, have you seen Gandahar or maybe one of... The, the other movies from this uh, director we want to know what you think so go to our Facebook page uh, Starcrash Podcast where you can share your thoughts and also give us recommendations for future episodes uh, we also have an Instagram account that's also Starcrash Podcast uh, if that's more to your liking than Facebook and uh, join us in two weeks as we sit down and talk about Mask of the Red Death bye bye bye